This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. I'm Corey Francha. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. What did I just listen to? Oh, f- this game. This game, is, this game is just bullshit now. Oh my gosh. I actually, they actually made me feel uncomfortable. What was it? Panty what? The game has gone to bullshit. Panty melted? Why do we record these during the middle of games? Oh, God. Be sure to listen to Corey and I every Monday. We are your go-to source for the Arizona Coyotes on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hello. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. You got it on lock now. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like a recording. It's not, and it's me still reading it because I'll I'll lock it in, and then I'll go to record, and I'll never get it right. Uh, anyway, dude, uh, the first episode since Christmas. Uh, happy holidays, fans. You know, hope you guys had a great Christmas little break, or you know, whatever, whatever. The Very. Fuck fucking chrysler boys <laughs> but anyway uh that's my host my co-host uh mason dixon how are you bud how was your christmas it was fucking good i'm not gonna lie i'm not a big christmas guy because i hate the pressure of shopping for people it's not like i it's not that i hate getting people stuff i just hate like fuck like what if they don't like this and all that other bullshit there's those thoughts that go through your head when you're trying to shop for someone Right. Especially someone who's like a pain in the ass for because they just don't want anything or they have everything. Right. But no, Christmas was actually pretty freaking good this year. How about yourself, bud? Um, it was fine. I couldn't afford any gifts, so like the bare minimum was given out. Um, it was a tough Christmas. You know, normally like I am able to get my friends and my family stuff. This one was a little more difficult. And then added with my uh, newly back and neck injury. But um, other than that, it was okay. I went and saw the in-laws. I uh, drove up there. It was a nice, delicious 35 degrees. So it just felt great the whole time while I was up there. No sweating. Only problem is, is though, with this back injury, um, I'm starting to feel it when it gets colder. So it was just a little tight when I wake up in the morning. But other than that, it was pretty good. Yeah, it's good, bud. Glad you're getting rested and uh, feeling better than you were, at least last week. Yeah, I go to a chiropractor once a week, and they just, like, destroy me. And they then... just crack every <laughs> fucking socket. I can't stand going, but it's it, they're trying to help. But, um, no, it was funny. So uh, I showed you, but I got a new Canadian's hat because my old one is um, ready to retire it. Uh, given to me by Ultra Dave, my Canadian father. <laughs> the man but, uh, himself yeah Ultra the man Dave. himself um but anyway it was funny because like my mother-in-law there's there's like three pictures of me in the house with me wearing that the canadian's hat and um when she gave me the gift she was like i'm sorry if you don't like this team um i didn't <laughs> know what team to get you and um 
see, you know, yada yada, like like shit like that. Like she was just nervous, and I opened it. <laughs> Sorry, and I was just if like, you don't like this team. I was just like, well, first off, you know, like I don't care what team it is. Like, I, if you whatever you give me, like I'll wear it. Like I just I love the NHL of hockey. Period. Like you can find any team, and I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll wear it. You know. And I open up, it's a Canadian's hat. And I'm like, well, you did a great job. And she's like, did I really? And I was like, I mean, it's the team I have tattooed on me. It's the team I do my podcast for. It's the team that I have photos in your house <laughs> wearing their their items, you know. So we just had a good laugh. But, yeah, I got a brand-new hat. So I can put my other one in, a, in the washing machine and give it a good wash and then put it up somewhere. I'm I'm super jealous. I didn't get any Habs, no Habs merch for Christmas. Well, this you year. did you did find those those really sick uh, giant pictures. Yes, yes, I found a uh, well, who was it? It's I, uh, I had a, it's an Andre Richard, and uh, oh, I can't even remember. Do you know? Do you remember what the other one was? Fuck. It's either uh. It's either, uh, oh, it was a Guy Lafleur. Oh, it was a Guy Lafleur. And uh, yeah, my dad just had these old like colorized like pictures, like they're like authentic, like fucking. I don't know how the fuck he got them. And yeah, he's just fucking. I was looking for. Uh, well, Corey knows. I uh, the gyms got closed, and I had a panic attack and started building a home gym in my room. And I, I was, I've been like, your room is going to smell like a fucking nutsack. I'm 18 years old. My room already smells like a fucking nutsack. Yeah. But like, it's going to be like a troll cave, like just <laughs> musty, just musty down there. Ugh. Well, you know, that is to be seen, but I was looking for anything I could use for the gym. And I remember my dad had an old bar. I was looking for this bar in the loft. And I pull aside some fucking just random bullshit, you know, loft stuff. And there's these gorgeous ass, like authentic Montreal Canadiens pictures. I was like, what are these doing here? So I told him, I was like, you you don't fucking deserve these. <laughs> I'm fucking confiscating these. He's got a fucking, um, a ball. It's, it's like a Bobby Orr when he was playing for Chicago, too. He's got one up there, too. That's I didn't sick. touch that because Bruins, but. Dude, even I know, I was, dude, that's still sick know. as fuck. Like, yeah, especially since he didn't play for Chicago. So, <laughs> no, it was definitely interesting. Definitely a good early Christmas gift for myself too. I forgot about that. But moving on, um, I think it was a you know we got another kind of early Christmas present this year as Habs fans, and uh, the signing of Michael Froelich. Now, it's kind of a weird what-the-fuck kind of signing. Kind of seemed a little odd at the time. But I do think uh, it's actually a good signing when looking into it. And I know you have the stats pulled up, so I just want to know what you think about it. Like, if we didn't – like, if if I didn't know that we were – like, the teams were able to keep extra people. They're calling it, what, the taxi – Taxi something, but basically, like, teams are allowed to have, like, an extra couple of slots for players just in case of COVID and stuff like that. They wouldn't be unable to have a full team out. I think um, 
of the people that are left out there, I think Michael Froelich is, is a decent signing. You know, we signed him for uh, 750. Signed him from the league minimum, yeah. Yeah. 750 grand. Kind of stuttered a little bit. It was also like choking on my beer. Um, but I mean, Froelich, it, we, we gained another Stanley Cup champion uh, that's getting put on this team. He's going to be one of, what, five left wings that we have now. Um, yeah, six foot one, 190. I mean, he's um, no. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he's he's no. He knows the league. I mean, he's been around. It's, it, this will be his 13th season coming up. I mean, he's played with five different organizations. Uh, the longest being, I believe, Calgary. I think he was there for like five years. Um, his last season, it was split between Calgary and Buffalo. He played 57 games of it. Uh, he had 14 points, six goals, eight assists. The only thing that worries me about Froelich, uh, it's not really his age. He is 32. He's going to be 33 by the time, you know, the season's over with. I don't think that's too much of a big deal. I did look at some of his, you know, I looked at his stuff on Hockey Reference, and I did notice that a lot of seasons were cut short, and I tried to do a little bit of information grabbing and looking around. I did notice he had a couple of uh, knee injuries. Uh, I believe one year his fucking had a – like he broke his jaw with Calgary uh, sickness last season, kind of cut him back a little bit. I think this is a, a player that is, is capable of, of, of having offensive aspirations with this team. He's, he's definitely a good pickup. I'm worried that, uh, that we just filled the slot with someone who, who could possibly be injury flawed more than someone else we could have picked up. But, I do like uh, Froelich. I mean, his career stats, he's at 850 games. Goals is 159 with 384 points in his career. So, I mean, he's definitely solid, you know. I think this is yeah. a good pickup, but I'm a little worried about when it comes to injuries. Yeah, and like you said, barring injury, Froelich throughout his career has been a consistent 40-point scorer. But I don't think Montreal signed him with the idea of playing him in the top in the top four lines. Uh, I think he's taxi squad guy. I think if we sign Michael Froelich to play on our third line, there's an issue, but I think Mark Bergevin signed him with the hope of, you know, being able to replace players. We just weren't able to last year. Yeah. And I last think, year, I think guys, he's a really good fall guy. Um, I, yeah. I, I do expect him to get some plays, you know, but, uh, it's definitely good to have the backup with them allowing us to have the backup right now, you know? Yeah, no, I don't see him starting games for Montreal until a guy goes down. I really don't. And I think what Freelik provides is an option uh, to fall back on when a guy gets injured that we didn't have last year. We lost guys like just on left wing alone, like Byron and Drew in, and we had no one to go to. Charles Udon played um, – fuck who went up next like just a bunch of ahl guys who are tweeners you know they came up uh we've seen mark bergevin sign a lot of tweeners in the past you know chris terry um he traded for like kirby reichel one year like we've had a bunch of these guys who are, can play and perform chris terry especially exceptionally well in the ahl but they're just not made for the nhl for leak isn't that for leak is serviceable in the nhl he can play there obviously you don't want him at this point in his career, I don't think you want him starting consistently for your team. But I do think, you know, come playoff time, someone goes down, Froelich can go right in there. 
you know, he can play. He's not going to be a liability. He knows how to get the job done. If anything, I think him being 32 years of age is perfect. He's a veteran, but he's probably not declining yet. You know what I mean? His foot speed's still there. He's not, you know, once 33, 34, I'm a little more concerned, especially less 33, 34. Like they're, they're starting to really slow down. He's not, he's not there yet. Combine that with his veteran. Like he knows, I think Froelich is going to know exactly what his role is on this team too. So overall, I'm actually pretty happy with the signing, even though uh, it's going to require some uh, salary cap gymnastics as the phrase I've been seeing on Twitter a lot lately, but you know, Mark Bergman, Mark Bergman. So probably thought it through probably as a plan. And honestly, I'm just, I'm happy to know we have some more depth for a, uh, what's looking to be and hopefully will be a pretty deep playoff run this year. Well, I mean, I, I got, I got a little something to add to that. I think it's, I think it's a great pickup. Um, I do uh, on the contrary, I do think he's going to get a couple starts. I think this is uh I don't think he's so bad that where he would be just a taxi type of guy. I mean, this is a 2006 10th overall draft pick. Um, I mean, he's still capable of playing like that, especially with a shortened season. Uh, he's had a lot of time to recover. Granted, he didn't get a chance to go into the playoffs. So any injuries that he's had, he's had a couple of surgeries. He's had the time to really sit and, and work with uh, rehab and all of that to get his body back in shape. I think that we could see a couple of starts, especially, you know, if we do see some injuries. But I think that he would be a solid person that we can we can swap in and out, get some guys to to take a a seat back, so we can get a ref- they can get a little bit more refreshed. But um, I mean, this guy in the thir- uh, 2013 season when he won the Stanley Cup, I mean, he wasn't a top 10 Selkie pick, but I mean, he was in the run for the Selkie. He was in the top 25, which sounds kind of stupid of me to bring that up. But also in his first season, he was in the top 10 for the Calder. So, I mean, like this, this is a guy that that can definitely put up when he needs to. And I think with this team that he's getting put on right now, I think he has another chance to show that he's still got it. Also, that being said, Mark Bergevin is a fucking genius, no matter what someone says. Um, he is going to be expansion draft eligible. So, you know, you could easily see us holding on to him, maybe signing him on another very small deal. And guess what? He gets dealt over to Seattle and we keep everybody that we don't want to move. I, I don't think Seattle personally would pick up a 32 a 33 year old at that point winger who I think is going to be unsigned um I'm just curious to know who you think would be replaced by for league in that lineup uh I mean I haven't really put it into a, a great depth of thought but I'm thinking maybe like say Byron's having uh, a couple of off games or you know uh not injured, but maybe is is not, you know, like he's he's got a he's got an injury that's playable, but maybe in order to keep some of our guys healthy, you move them, you know, you, you scratch them and you bring this guy up to where there's no there's no need for our left wings to go up and play a game banged up when we have someone who's capable of playing for them jump in the slot, you know. That's all. Okay, I'm but I, I you, you're not you're not saying that he's. Yeah, going. I'm not saying that this guy who's coming in, you know, with you know, very close to the start of the season is going to come in and take somebody's job. I think that we're, we're going to play it uh, very precautionary, whereas we're not going to let a guy go out there and play half, half healthy 
when if he just needs a couple of days, he can sit on the side and have Froley come in. Okay, yeah. I thought he was going to start like the season. In oh, no, 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 no. I just, I just meant like he'll get a couple of starts uh, to save some people for the long run because, I mean, truthfully, with this being such a shortened season, we need to keep everyone as healthy as we can keep them. And if that means, you know, uh, going into a stretch, say we play in a team that's playing poorly uh, and granted, we'll get in, we'll get into that in just a second. Um, but, you know, I think that's a really good possibility. We could see someone like for leak who is absolutely capable of holding his own, even if it's just a couple of games a season to help Lord Jesus. Uh, to help someone on Montreal that might just need a, a, a couple of games break because he's got, a, a, you know, a, something sore, you know. Yeah, no, definitely. I see your logic there. Dude, I am um, fucking trying to stop from burping, but I've had a couple of beers and starting to come up a little bit. Not not throw up, but I'm just starting to get the burps. <laughs> and they're, they're coming up like as I'm talking. <laughs> this guy. I mean, um, I guess I can blame myself because I'm I my computer died and they gave you some downtime. Oh, dude, I've been getting repped. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, just a, just a quick note. Uh, we did get the update on uh, on the season. You know, uh, what is what is it? Fifty six games. So of those fifty six games, you know, they're not going to be uh, the teams aren't going to be playing outside of their division. So for this season, we're going to have four series of nine four nine-game series against Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg. And then what I like the most is that we got two two uh, series that are going to go 10 games long and happen to be Toronto and Ottawa. Toronto's awesome because I just think that's what – it was just a smart decision. You know, like that is literally the team that I can't wait, can't wait to play the most. And then Ottawa, truthfully, if I'm being honest with you, that's a great break for us. That is a great break considering <laughs> Ottawa – you know, like they have, they have some, they have some players, and I'm, I'm not going to start dissing Ottawa, but the year to have to play Ottawa ten times is this year, and I think that's a great, that's a great move for us. Um, and I mean, this this season is going to go by quick, but I just really love that of the two, we got a great rivalry team going up in the top ten. I mean, in the ten games, and then a really below average team in Ottawa that I hope that we just fucking derail. Some weird fucking moves as we record this too. They not only did they pick up Derek Stepan, yes, and traded a second round pick for him. I I think to meet the cap floor, if I had to guess, because I don't see why you make that trade if you're Ottawa. Because I don't know if they they've hit the cap floor before that. What was what was the trade? I'm sorry. Fucking. What was the trade? They traded a second round pick for Derek Stepan. It was like I don't know if it was just that. Um, but it was, it was like, it was a stupid, stupid trade. Wow. Like Arizona just dumped Stepan's contract right onto them. Yeah. Okay, straight but up. For I, but I know that they, they just had one also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it yep, should be, and uh, I was, uh, Marion yeah, Gabrick, right? Yeah. I was just getting to that. They didn't, then they just traded, Marion Gabrick to Tampa Bay for Braden Coburn, Cedric Paquette, something up. Which I didn't even know Marion Gabrick still played. <laughs> I uh, I'm I truthfully did not know he was still 
like in the National Hockey League. Did he play last year? I believe so. I mean, I have. I don't really just follow that team. He so. played. He pl- no, he hasn't. Twenty seventeen. He hasn't played since twenty seventeen. No, he has twenty seventeen. Hmm. I guess, I'm, I'm guessing it's a it's a it's a contract dump. So I don't I don't know what's going on. It but must I mean, be just the sense picking up Colburn and then uh, Cedric Pocket. I mean that that's that's pretty big, you know. Like for us, I'm guessing at this point a salary dump of Marion Gabrick and and uh, Anders Anders Nielsen. It doesn't. It, truthfully, like I I could shit on the sense all day. CJ. I actually think is a good pickup. Says if I'm not mistaken, that old Cedric. Yeah, he's 27. Cedric. 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 I'm gonna say Cedric until yeah, someone, tomato potato. I get it. Until some <laughs> French person corrects me, I'm say Cedric. Um, but it, but it, another little bit of Habs news with the uh, you know we all know that uh, January 13th is a start date, but I think it's pretty awesome because Wednesday, January 13th our season opens against Toronto. Um, I think that's awesome for us. I believe yeah, after that we go into clapped. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they will. They will. I hope so. And I hope we come out with the fucking blue jerseys. Cause why not? Um, I believe it's like Edmonton, Edmonton, and then like a triple uh, Vancouver set up. And then we get our first home game Thursday, January 28th against Calgary. So that's our first two big, you know, big, big dates to look forward to is, you know, opening the season in our first home game. Watch the fucking Sens sweep us. <laughs> well, I mean, the last I don't I don't know the last time they swept us, but when I think of when I think of uh the Sens really just doing us dirty, I go back to thinking the what was it, the uh centennial game we played against them when it was outdoors and they beat us like fucking like I don't I think they shut us out. I think Eric Carlson was still on that team. Yeah, I could could not tell you, but some some I fan honestly, out there is agreeing with me. Some fan I out there think the Sens have a bigger <laughs> fucking chance of losing every single like going zero and fifty six than they do of winning the Stanley Cup this year. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like fucking book it, Vegas. Like I'll take those odds. Hello, well, well, uh, I, I truthfully that is all for Habs news that I have currently. And I really don't want to talk any more about the sense. But one thing (laughs) I do and am interested in talking about is the world genius that is going on right now. Oh, and you know that is my now that is my I'm just gonna say that is your realm, and I'm I'm happy to pass it on to you. Um with travel as of late, I've only been able to catch the two US games and tonight's Canadian game versus who was that? Only watching the Americans. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, you got to think. I'm out in an area where there's – I'm literally looking at my, my phone with, like, whatever is below the shittiest pixelation that you can get on on streaming. I'm, I'm at the bare minimum. I'm looking at my bars, and I got one bar of 4G, and I'm just, just hanging in there, hanging in there watching a bunch of Nintendo 64, 64-bit – cubes fly around on a white surface and you know what i i gotta i I just have to watch these games i'm sorry like you know like i'm sorry that you have a bunch of 
fucking mutant adults. They're not even, you know, below the age of 20. They're all like 32 year old vets. They've already had a career playing on team Canada. And I'm just looking at these young kids that are on the U S and they're, and they're giving it their all. So. You, you complain, you complain about Wi-Fi when we're sitting here recording and you're probably going to have to edit the fucking pixelation of my voice every 10 minutes. Oh, I do. I do. But you know what? Really, That's really love. pisses That's me love, off. Shawty. That's love. No, but uh, gotta I say, am, I am watching our three boys. That's that's what's big for me is that um, this year it's a little special with us covering a, a podcast. I actually get to follow our three guys out there and and watch how they're doing. So tonight I got to watch Caden Gooley. Uh, granted, he didn't put up anything offensively, but he did have some great chances, and I'm I'm sure you can go into a lot bigger detail than I can. <laughs> well, yeah, for starters. I just want to uh, get out the really important. This is such a Homer thing that's coming. Up. I know news. it's coming. It's such a Homer thing. Um, you know the Americans, they put out a uh, respectable showing against Austria. They um they only scored eleven goals, but uh, I'm here to tell you, Corey. One day you'll you'll get to sixteen. Um, you shot some shit. I think the American zipper. program's like, a few years you're away. So whack, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you're so whack. Just home bias as shit. I'm 19 first round picks. Anyway, okay. I don't um, care. I'm just saying, I'm going to cut you off because that's the American thing to do. <laughs> but as soon, as soon as Cole Caulfield finds the back of the net during the tournament when it matters, we can get to 16 guaranteed because he's and I love that you bring him up because Cole Caulfield and the two games I've watched was the most dynamic offensive threat for the Americans especially in the first game the first game second game I'm gonna have to go Zegers but second game Zegers yes okay second that looked insane but as a collective I could say Cole Caulfield even though he's uh he hasn't been as effective as he's going to be because it's to come. And I'm sorry to cut you off. So so get back to your, your home biased poutine statement. I was about to praise Cole Caulfield. <laughs> and your American ass couldn't just back the fuck up. I'll give my fucking Canadian accent out on you. But no, just flying around the offensive zone, creating chances, fucking giving pucks to Fabers who would just fucking roof him over the net because fuck that kid anyway uh kind of got screwed by his coach though um i don't know what the fuck is in arthur Callie of skates like did he does he pour <laughs> you have been just shitting on this young boy arthur kaliev is like the worst skater i have seen in this entire tournament so far he doesn't fucking move and the americans coaching staff has him in the ov spot on the power play and they've got cole five foot seven fucking caulfield in the slot what the fuck do you want him to do he's five foot seven and he's got a shot kaliev is like six foot two and he doesn't fucking move around anyway so why don't you have him just sit his ass in front of the slot maybe he'd be a little bit helpful I'm a Canadian and I'm out like I don't want the Americans to do well. Like I, I want you guys to lose every game 
but Caulfield score a hat trick. That's my ideal world. But I'm sitting there screaming at Kaliev because this guy, like, have you ever seen a more lazy, like, player in your life, Corey? Honestly, this kid is so – I understand why he dropped so far. He's fucking ass. Like, I refuse just... to talk bad about the kid. Oh, but he Corey's can so – they can do better. Bad. They can do better. They can move uh, some things around. And I'll be honest with you in that point, but I'm not going to shit on this kid. Um but truthfully, they knew they do need to make some movements with him, considering like, you know, we don't have the time to, you know, for this guy to to get a better connection with this line. I think uh, you don't I think have the time to better. wait for him to fucking decide he wants to play. <laughs> That's why it pisses me off, because I'm I would like you've got so much natural talent. Like Arthur Kaliev's got a fucking like you could argue he's got a better shot than Caulfield. He's got a rocket, and but Bob that, never really got to see it. You know, like he he's he doesn't had fucking move. It's he's had chances, but there's there's been like no real, you know, chance. There's no there hasn't been that many great looks. Oh, it's fucking brutal. Just, ugh, it's like it's unforgivable how lazy he is. It's like it's like watching Alexei Kovalev when he used to play, and you know how he'd take his nights off. Mm-hmm. Except he's nowhere near as talented as Kovalev, so he just sucks. That's fucking <laughs> Arthur Kaliev. Oh man! But anyway, no, Caulfield played fucking amazing. Uh, if the American coaches can figure out how to play him, he uh, he might do a lot better, and he might start scoring. Uh, goal scorers are, are streaky; they are by nature. Even the greatest of all time, Ovi, is a streaky goal scorer. Um, I think it's going to come for Caulfield. Uh, World Juniors aren't everything, though. Um, Ryan Paling won player of the tournament not too long ago, and you know people aren't really talking about him as a top prospect right now, even in Montreal. So it is what it is. The World Juniors, a lot exciting, and they can't build hype for a prospect. They're not everything, although I do think Caulfield is going to tear it up a bit. But I want to focus – You know, we talked about Caden Gooley a bit. I want to circle back to him, but I want to focus on our Czech forward, Jan Mieszak who I have been fucking hyped about ever since we drafted him projected to be drafted in the top 15, top 20 fell to us at 48. And I think I told this story before, but Meshack played and sorry, Corey, I've rambled for a while here. Dude, played, take the wheels, <laughs> played professionally in the Czech Republic, um, went to an under 18 team uh, in his draft year in an under 18 tournament, uh, I think it might've been the Hlinka Gretz. I can't remember which tournament the Czechs got fucking dusted by the Canadians, you know, as, as they should be. And he kind of went, yo, like I need to come to Canada and play against better competition. Like these are where the best hockey players are. So he joined Hamilton Bulldogs with like 20 games left in the season with 20, 20, 15 games left in the season. Uh, first thing he, I think it was 20 first thing he said to his coach was uh, what what style what style do we play um, where do you want me to be how can I help us win those are the first three questions he asked and like fuck if that doesn't say enough about this kid's character and his drive to win not only that about a weekend there's a story um, his coach was telling uh, 
forget which reporter with Montreal Canadiens, that he brought up an issue with the coaching staff because, you know, really, really grace, gracefully, graciously, I might add, um, that asking if he could get some sort of help with rides because his billet family was only able to drop him off an hour before practice. And he wanted to be there two hours before practice. <laughs> it's like a young Sidney Crosby. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. So surprise, surprise, Jan Meshack is the captain for the Czech Republic. Um, I'm sure that, you know, hearing that it makes a lot of fucking sense. And uh, yeah, first... Captain Meshack, dude, it just, it just, it just flows, right? Yeah, Captain Mysack of the Montreal Canadiens one and then, day. You never know. As we're speaking right now, their game has started. So, you know, I mean, I can't tell you to go watch it right now because you guys won't hear this till, yeah. till Monday. But, you know, Czech is, is – uh, the Czechs are fighting Russia right now. The game, I mean, literally started, what, 10 minutes ago. Oh, you shouldn't have told me that. I'm going to – fuck, okay. <laughs> Speed run the episode. We're, we're – <laughs> we're, uh, you know we're 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 closing up on it, but uh, just to, just to just to have a quick jump in on our boys. So we got Cole Caulfield, right? Uh, he's played two games. He's got uh, zero goals, one assist for the tournament so far. Caden Gooley's got two games played, one goal, which was the opening goal, if I'm not mistaken. Fucking um, banger goal, by <laughs> the way. No assist, but one point two two pims, and then uh, Captain Mysack sitting at. Currently, two 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 games being played. Uh, he's got one goal and one uh, one point for this so far. So, um, yep, opened we... the game against Sweden with a goal. Yeah, very yeah, sad, very, very nice sad. goal, I might add. And then, and then... Uh, as far as the standings for for the tournament going on right now, Canadian with the Canadian win tonight, which is almost becoming a nail biter at the very end dude uh, actually i was nervous i'll be honest the dude, slovaks are slovaks gonna be, were, were holding it and i was they're damn gonna be impressed. the underdog team and um but canada and, and the Finns are tied right now with six points uh leading the pack so yeah the know, Finns uh, are going down <laughs> is that is that y'all's next uh opponent they're, they're just the next domino lol okay so you guys are uh so canada uh, let's just recap on that too. Canada will play next uh, December 29th. They're going to be playing the Swiss. U.S. is going to be playing the 29th, also playing the Czech. So that covers both of our our asses on on uh, watching the boys. Oh yeah, but if, if I've I'm... I've watched every game I I could. I've seen the fucking Slovak Swiss game. I've got an addiction, <laughs> Corey. It's bad. I come home from work now, and I just watch hockey. And then I go to bed and I go to work and I set up my phone while I'm making fucking burgies at dawns burgies. and I watch whatever, whatever games I've got some sort of addiction. It's worse than heroin. I swear. Well, I'm back. I'm back in town. Um, and tomorrow all I have is a chiropractic appointment. And the next day I just have to go to my work doctor. They're not going to send me back to work that day. So I got two more days off really with just minor inconveniences of driving. Um, wish. But I, I get to watch two solid games. I mean, two solid days worth of games for the next two days. And um, we're about to wrap up this episode, folks. But uh, last episode, I hope you guys had a great laugh at, you know, I'm sure you guys knew what all of those were with uh, 
with Mason's Canadianisms. Oh man, I just had a stutter. I mean, a list. I'm sorry. The, uh, the fucking uh, southernisms. So I got some southernisms coming <laughs> because uh, as I was editing, I realized I didn't say any, and it made me feel so pathetic editing last episode um, where I had nothing to say. So. I played around, talked to some of the boys, and we got a couple of them ready for you to see if you can understand what they mean. Okay, yeah. are these southernisms or are these fucking these these aren't just these we'll get into coreisms one day, and that a lot involves a lot of chicken, a lot of turtle, a lot of dumb words that mean absolutely nothing but mean everything at the same time. <laughs> this is more of a southernism. This is more New Orleans talk in general. Um, this is more some things you could hear in the streets that might catch you off guard. Okay. So uh, what do you guys say in Canada when y'all are going to go shopping at a grocery store? Like if you were just talking to your girl or your parents, your friends, and you're like, Hey, go stop at the grocery store. Is that, is that, is that something you obviously I'm going to fucking stop at the grocery or I'm going to go to fucking no frills. Okay. 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 We don't say that. We say we're make we're making groceries. We're gonna go make groceries. I'm gonna go make me some groceries, boys. I wanna go make groceries. This is New Orleans as shit. Make groceries. We're gonna go make groceries. Which means going shopping, right? Fair enough. All right. This is sense. this is the one I was thinking of last week, and I literally just allowed you to keep talking and forgot to bring it up. Uh and it chat my buns chat my buns right you'll hear it down here you might hear it anywhere else i'm sure it derives from here how you mom and them how you mom and them how you mom and them that sounds like some you know how we talked about you guys just fucking cut off words that's what you've done there that yeah. is not what that word actually is. yeah how you, you mom and them you just literally sounded like a cyborg, but I know exactly what you said. I, I caught the ass end of I'll, it. I'll repeat. I'll Go ahead. repeat what I said. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. That is just we we discussed, I believe, last episode about how southern slang is just cutting words off, much like my internet just cut off my last statement. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's literally just a blend. It's just a blend of words slurred together. Um, that's five separate words that have just been turned into <laughs> one gigantic. <laughs> phrase right it's how's your mom and them oh my god it pertains (laughs) it pertains to literally how are you it's not really like you cannot use how and pertains in the same fucking sentence (laughs) how you you're gonna come down here one day and one of my friends will be like yo what's up mason and i'm gonna just look at you and be like yo mason how you mom and them and that just does not mean just it, it more or less just means how are you doing, but at the same time we're gracefully adding in how is your family, how are you, how's your life. It's more than just, it's it's literally summing up everything we can ask you in like two seconds, right? How phenomenal! Because we we got a lot of we're trying to you know speed through the talking and the introductions to get to drinking and such. <laughs> Right. Drinking so that, and wrestling alligators. That's more of a Florida thing. I think down here they're more. They're, it's more of a down. 
I guess in, uh, in Louisiana, it's more of a hunting thing when it comes to alligators. But uh, Florida wrestling would be the the alligator front of wrestling. <laughs> we can save that for the Florida boys. Um, uh, all right, hit me with another one. All right, this one I'm I, I know you've heard it because I say I say it a lot behind the scenes, and I think this one kind of branched off. I think a lot of people have picked it up, but you heard me. You heard me. You heard me exactly right. So like it can be it can be it can be really drawled out when you're drunk. Uh, it's super fun to say when you're drunk, when you're having a good spit. Um, that one's that one's easy, right? All right? Here's one for you. Here's one for you. And you can hit and you can use this for now on. That's my little yeah. Yeah. What do you think that uh, is? That's my little wait, yeah. That's the statement? That's my little yeah. I thought you were just going yeah. Um, no, that's my that's little my, yeah. That just sounds like like that's my boy kind of thing. That's my boo. That's my baby. Oh, that's yeah, close enough. That's my yeah. Your boy can be your boo. Sure, sure. I'm not nothing, <laughs> nothing against that, dude. Like, I talk a little weird with my friends too. Uh, here's a good one. A little altercation going on. You, you had uh, what was yours last week with with uh with altercations of any time? A kerfuffle. <laughs> the boys got no fucking kerfuffle. Yeah, we uh. We say, uh, "Don't you ca- catch the streets, son?" Like, yeah, yeah. That that's that's Toronto. Toronto has its own slang too. That sounds like something they'd say. Okay. Uh, all right. How about uh, do you have any idea what a holy trinity is? Uh, it's a food yeah. reference. I'll, I'll give you. Okay. I'll give you okay. Yeah, it means something totally different where I'm from. Okay. What what is it? What does it mean to you? A holy trinity. If this is my, beyond PG, <laughs> this is far beyond. Give me a couple, give me a couple of blanks, like <laughs> in post. I'm not joking. <laughs> okay, sorry, folks. You guys, I guess, can't hear what Mason said. Uh, I thought it was a little. I thought it was funny. I guess this is more of a Vancouver. <laughs> I guess that that response is more of a Vancouver Canucks podcast uh, statement. Uh, <laughs> but uh, a holy trinity for us <laughs> is is a food staple. It is how you create just about every Cajun Southern cuisine, Creole as well. The holy trinity. Um, now in Italian and then you know Southern Louisiana Cajun Creole. I guess, I guess it's all the same. So it would be onions, bell pepper, celery. That is our holy trinity. So, so that that gets, I feel like you know you are kind of like I kind of vaguely have some sort of remembrance of this. Yeah, you probably like while I You're was touching like, my uh my memory. Yeah, because sometimes I I do red beans while we're recording, so I might have brought that up a couple of times. But yeah, that's the holy trinity. And if you hear someone say, um, and this one's really kind of uncommon, you hear it with a lot of older older folks from the south, especially Louisiana, uh, inviting the pope which is uh, normally like the, the Italian Cajun who just wants to add garlic to the Holy Trinity. <laughs> so you invite the Pope over, which is just putting way more garlic than you should, which is like me. That's me in general. Like my wife has to give me a quota on how much garlic I can get. And I always cut up extra because I'm a dog and I'm going to throw it in. Fair enough. Um, and I guess the second me- line, do you know what a second line is? 
like a fucking line of what? A second line. Just a second line. Like a second line of Coke? No. <laughs> no. That's the only lines I can think of. Okay, a second line down here is literally what holds you up in traffic if you're not participating. What? If you're participating, it's a really fun thing, I guess. I've been in a couple of second lines. It's really a drunk person thing. But if you're not involved in the second line, it is literally the most annoying, aggravating thing you can what think is, of. Like, what, what is it? Do you know what, like, so it could be a jazz funeral. It could be a wedding. It can be a remembrance. Basically, down here, it's when you see those images or those videos of a band and about 40 mostly white people most of the time walking down the street, holding up traffic, hold, waving around a little a little white napkin. Is it like some Mardi Gras shit? It's Mardi Gras shit that happens at any time. Like the most common thing that can happen if you're running late down here that's acceptable, you know, like <laughs> I guess like like in New York or like a metro city, you can be like, yo, traffic was bad, subway was backed up, right? The most the common line. thing, <laughs> the most common thing down here is I'm fucking sorry I'm late. I just had to stand behind a second line, which only moves as fast as the fucking tuba player can move, which is not fast. And then people stop to do a shitty little, a little fucking two-step in the fucking street. Like a bunch of assholes. I'm just imagining a bunch of Southern people in an office just going, when you mentioned like the second line. Oh, like, absolutely. And I mean, dude, like, yeah, it's cool, right? It's cool when you're not being fucked over by it. Like See, when I worked in a city, it was awesome. Because people were like, what the fuck's going on? What's going on? People would come into our bars afterwards and shit. So our bar, a lot of second lines would end coming into our bar, which brings in business. Super cool, right? But say you're fucking late for work and you're like, all I got to do is turn this. All I got to do is turn on to Decatur from Esplanade and I'm fucking money. And you fucking hear these fucking band, this little second line playing, this little band set up playing. You know you're fucked and you might as well just call your boss and tell him, I'm outside, but I can't park, and I could be anywhere from fucking 15 to 25 minutes late. It's always when you're running late, too. Oh, absolutely. You never catch a second line early. Like, you'll never, no. like, be like, oh, thank God I left an hour early. You, yeah. you will catch it when you're either right, you're just going to make it on time to work, or you're asking late for work, period. See, like, we get that here. But it's like you fucking skirt down the 401 to get to fucking, well, because I live out of town. You skirt down the 401 and get like, get on the on route, five minutes left. I'm like, beautiful. I'll be at fucking work. And then you get a fucking snow plow in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Or sometimes in Grafton, we'll get horses. That's nice. fun. Yeah, we get those yep. too. We also have the poor slave horses down here that have to, because uh, we we have uh, what are, what are they called? They're not chariots. I don't know why I'm thinking of chariots. Slave but, uh, horses. That's what I call them because it's it's unfair to these poor horses and mules. But um, I'm blanking on the word. But we have those stupid rides where you can a family, an overweight family of five, can sit on a fucking buggy 
and the fucking horse, this one horse or mule is going to drag them through the New Orleans streets while they listen to an aggravating ass person tell them about the history of this fucking place and that place and really fuck traffic up. (laughs) Fair enough. So a horse cart. I can't think of the the proper name for it. I know it's a, it's a buggy. That's what they're called. Yeah, yeah. A horse buggy. Right. So you get stuck behind them and dude, you pass these things on Decatur. Uh, They're all sitting right in front of the St. Louis cathedral and they look miserable and it breaks my heart every time I pass. But anyway, a second line is literally just an impromptu parade of jackass money wielding white people. I'm guessing they're all tourists. Too. most of them most of them yeah most of them which makes you like, hate them even more like look you have a wedding down here local non-local sometimes you have a second line most of the time it's people like my dream wedding is to have my wedding in new orleans in that in that one you know cathedral that's super expensive or in this place on ursuline and charters where if you try to drive down and you're not paying attention, you'll bottom out and just scrape everything from under your vehicle. Like you're digging in your nose. Um, and then you have a second line around the fucking corner that takes about 45 <laughs> minutes. And it's a, it's a 10 minute walk. Even with someone of my weight, it's a 10 minute walk turned to 45 minutes. And they play the same fucking song. So it, it's, you'll never not hear it, you know? And it's just, Oh my god! It sounds kind of are. fucking horrible. It's but I like it, witnessed it. Imagine, imagine like a slow walking zombie film, and just <laughs> adding New Orleans music on top of it. Like you hear that shit, and it's like board up your fucking doors. Here they come, and they're just woohoo! We just spent seventy thousand dollars, and we're just <laughs> waving a fucking bar napkin around. But yeah, I mean, so. like we have that in my town, except. <laughs> It's every single day, and it's people protesting uh, masks. Oh, those people are fucking so stupid. <laughs> so fucking stupid, dude. Wear your goddamn mask. It's funny. I think it's fucking hilarious. Or, like, or like occasionally we'll get, like, teacher strikes. And all the I can teachers understand have that. to go out. Teachers yeah. need to fucking teachers need to be paid better. I don't know what it's like out there for you. Oh, they're they're pretty fine up here. Out here... Dude, it's like these people are teaching your idiotic kids and trying to make them better humans, you know. But I digress. So, yeah, look up a second line, folks. Watch that. On, I am so on your curious computer. now. I want to experience this. Now, the, the guys in the band love those guys. You know why? Because they're making a living. It's a little extra money in their pockets. I got a buddy, Byron. Shout out, Byron. I forgot his band. Um. But, yeah, but they're also fucking over traffic and they yeah they yeah know. but you know what they, they live need, there they, they, they understand they need, the money. they need the money they need the money and I, i'm not gonna <laughs> hate on them i'm hating on the, the stupid idiots now if it's a jazz funeral by all means take your time if it's a wedding let's get this motherfucker going Let, let's get this bitch going you know do have, have have each person do a line of coke and let's get this motherfucker rolling but like i mean i'm just saying if I'm spending seventy thousand fucking dollars on a wedding, and it's in New Orleans, and I'm doing this second line thing, I am taking my time. That's the and problem. You, like, you're gonna be sitting there, fucking in your car, an hour late to work, and I'm not gonna give a shit because I just spent seventy fucking thousand dollars. 
American too. <laughs> Fuck. Like, no, I'm taking my time. Yeah, no, dude. That's when you get water shots. You come in after that shit, you might get a water shot anyway. <laughs> like that bartender was probably late. Might have been their last warning, you know. Like <laughs> you come in, oh, that was us with the with the the second line. It was very beautiful. Very, oh, oh, really? Very, really? very traditional. I won't spit in your glass later. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. just dish water. Uh anyway. Folks, that's been the episode. I hope you guys uh really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um this has been a really fun one. It's uh we're about to start the new year coming up. It's a new season, new year. We'll have some new surprises coming for you guys. Canada's gonna get dethroned uh by the Swiss. <laughs> and you know, we're gonna see if the US can can uh can can catch up to them because we don't the get to great play philosopher them. Philosopher once said the only way salty. we get to <laughs> That's so rude that you included me in that. Uh, but you guys wouldn't get that. That's an inside joke. Anyway, folks, uh, as always, you can find us at Habs Nightly on Twitter and at Bayou Benders on Twitter as well. Uh, please, you guys, give us a follow. Uh, give THPN a follow. And if <clears throat> if you guys are really enjoying what you guys are listening to, uh, especially on Google Pod or iPod, whatever the Apple version of it is called, not Apple user. But uh, if you guys could... Uh, subscribe to us and give us a five-star rating that really does help not just the network but it really helps us as me and mason uh, grow this podcast a lot bigger uh, it mean the world to us but anyway folks um we'll see you guys wednesday or thursday and i uh, hope you guys have a great have a great week until we talk to y'all yeah and don't forget you can also find Corey in the salt mines because he's a salty bitch because he knows the americans are gonna get dusted look bud Anyway, all I, this all I has been say. Habs Nightly, <laughs> and we're gonna end it there. <laughs> we'll see you. We'll see you in, in the, I guess, the playoff tournament. <laughs> all right, folks. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the hockey podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs>